We are recording. Lambank! What's up, Facebook? <laughs> Welcome into the podcast recording studio session office, whatever you'd like to call it. Live and rolling and uh, presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. Getting you pulled up here on Facebook so we can see the comments. Going to do the same thing here on Twitter as well. That should act on Periscope. That should actually be uh, available now. Is it? It is indeed. It says there's an error here on my my iPad. I want to make sure that I'm able to see those comments too. So before I start, you know, jumping into Q and A, um, and 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 all that, I want to make sure I get it pulled up. So give me just a sec. If you're just um, kind of clicking on joining in thanks i uh, appreciate you doing so you know this is um it's honestly one of those deals where uh you know sunday night i think by this time of night what's up lane what's up joy chad uh lane etheridge on facebook by the way he was the original lane train isn't that right lane <laughs> isn't, isn't that right like that, not Lane Kiffin. You, you were the original Lane Train. <laughs> I want to see if I can get them pulled up here for you. Uh, it, it, I don't want to miss everybody's comments on Periscope. It's easy enough on Facebook, which is a little better, you know, in terms of watching a live stream of something. The truth is, Facebook um, does a little better job on a desktop, on a laptop, you know, computer. Periscope is maybe just as good or better on a phone, but in terms of keeping up with comments and that kind of thing on a on a desktop, Periscope's not the best. I think Facebook's got a little bit of an advantage there. All right, I think I finally got it pulled up here. Okay, so we're good. Now I can see your comments. If you have a question, you want to interject on Twitter Periscope, we got you up on Facebook. I can see everybody there, so I'm going to get into it uh, right now. So what do you think? Nashville, nobody saw that coming until right at the end of the whole bowl selection process for state. Um, happy Sunday to you, Brooks. Hope you're doing well on Twitter. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Uh, you got hires, you got fires. Well, m- mostly hires by this point, I guess, around uh, the SEC and most college football. And so plenty to talk about there. We'll get all into it here over the next, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. Again, this uh, show that we're taking part in together, our conversation via Facebook Live and Periscope, is presented by Mississippi Land Bank, and therefore, the podcast also presented by Mississippi Land Bank. And if you want to go back and access this, just listen to it without having to watch it. I'm going to post it on the normal Matt Wyatt Show podcast channel. So wherever you get podcasts. You can find that. Just look it up. There'll be a, a link on my Twitter feed. I'll make sure I send that out. But if you just go like to iTunes and you search The Matt Wyatt Show, um, if you go to my website, which is mattwyattmedia.com, there's a podcast link there for you. Uh, and it'll be posted right there as a special episode, a Sunday night uh, kind of bowl show. We'll just call it something like that. And um, you'll see it if you want to go back and listen. Like I told you last week uh, or earlier this week, Really appreciate y'all um, tuning in. Really appreciate Mississippi Land Bank for always being a part of um, and supporting just about everything I've done. I, I can't say enough about their people. 
And, you know, again, it sounds like a simple message. It, it is simple because the idea is simple. Look, if you are in any kind of need from a land perspective, so it could be buying land for a lot of different reasons. It could be selling it. It could be just starting to look or even a question. But if you're buying, you're talking about farmland, hunting land, you know, recreational, a place to build a dream home. Maybe it is a, you know, a, a piece of property that's off the beaten path somewhere. It's already got a home on it. Uh, look, go to Mississippi Land Bank. All across North, Missis, uh, North Mississippi, they are the best in terms of land financing. They have been for going on, maybe not quite, but going on 100 years. And they're just great people. I can't say enough about them. Mississippi Land Bank. And the way you find the contact, like if you want to know who to talk to that's closest to where you live, um, how to email or you can even see their faces. You know what they look like. It's right there on the website, just mslandbank.com. So make sure you bookmark that. All right. Comments rolling in. Let's see here. Let me get back to the start. Gosh, look how fast everybody jumped in here on Facebook. Whole lot of hail states and all that kind of stuff. So let's see. Let me see if I can... Um. All right, here we go. Anna on Facebook, happy Sunday night, Matt. Pumped about Nashville. Yeah, look, I think most people are. Let's be honest. We were all rooting for Nashville. And let me tell you a little bit. Uh, what's up, Sally? On Twitter. Let me tell you a little bit. So last night, not just last night, talking about Saturday night, but then into this morning and on up through the day, it was the Belk Bowl. Okay, and everybody pretty much knew that it was the Belk Bowl, <laughs> and you even saw Tyler Horka, who is the uh, Mississippi State beat writer for the Clarion Ledger. He was covering Mississippi State's basketball game, women's basketball game today against West Virginia. Tough loss, by the way. Uh, but he was covering that, and he you saw that he tweeted and noted that throughout the game, John Cohen was on the phone. And he'd walk out of the arena and come back in and walk out and come back in. And folks, the truth is, there were there was like negotiating and dealing and kind of looking at fits and it and, and pleading cases from several different schools and ADs with several different bowls trying to figure all this out. And it really started happening in the last hour before they made that announcement of all the bowls at 3:30. So I think it's fair to say that, yeah, there was some talking going on, but like at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, about the time the basketball game started, hey to you, Hamilton, on Twitter, what's up? About the time the basketball game started, it's a belt bowl. That's pretty much, pretty much what everybody felt, what everybody thought. And then all of a sudden, you, you, know, you get into that like 1 o'clock hour, and then some things started shaking loose and for the first time. And I really do think that, once, I think once, I, I don't know this. I haven't talked to John today. I haven't talked to anybody involved in it today. I'm just reading the tea leaves. Um, I'm just saying that it just looked to me like when you follow people that are that are tweeting about Kentucky, like Matt Jones, you follow the people in their timeline and what was happening that were really close to what was going on at Tennessee. Tennessee was going to the Music City Bowl when everybody woke up this morning. Kentucky was going to the Gator Bowl when everybody woke up this morning and State's going to the Belk. And then Tennessee, yeah, you know, the, the 
Music City wanted Tennessee. They're thinking they'll sell all the thing, all the tickets to Tennessee fans. But Tennessee fans and Tennessee wanted to go to Florida. They just wanted, and Kentucky, you know, proximity wise, they're a little, they're okay, kind of wherever they are. They can get to Charlotte, whatever. Left out in the cold though. But a really strong case, I think, was made that look, there, there's a negative reaction from a lot of state fans to having to try to figure out travel to fly even maybe to get to Charlotte. But if you just switch this around, it's going to be better over here. It's going to be just fine over here for this school. And if you switch it around this way, state's going to bring a ton more people driving their cars into Nashville for two or three days. And it just made sense, and they got it done. And then you saw Everett, our bus driver, tweet and kind of confirm that it was a, you know, 11 laterals on the last play of the game and run over the tuba player in the end zone type of last ditch effort and Cohen and the folks at state got it pulled off and got you the the trip to Nashville instead and I just think it's exactly what everybody wanted. It's what I wanted and I told y'all that on this podcast. Uh I guess two podcasts ago that I was really rooting for Nashville and now it's going to work out. I think there's a chance I can take my family with me. I get to go on some of these country music tours with Neil Price. Man, I am really really happy about it. Um let's see. What is this? Jay Jay from Memphis says we need a big crowd in Nashville. I think you'll have a big crowd. Um, Max says I had a gut feeling for over a week we were going to go to the Music City Bowl. And I'm glad it worked out that way, certainly. All right, back over to the comments. Hello to Jeff. Glad you're tuned in there, Jeff. My buddy Jeff Umfress. Hey to Dorothy. Hey to Adrian. I am feeling better. Uh, still not completely over the the sinus part of this crud that I dealt with for a week and all, but the medicine has kicked in. I'm feeling better anyway, and I certainly sound better. Friday's radio show just sounded awful, no doubt about it. Yeah, Brooks says, how pumped are you that Hale State Voice going to get to show me around Nashville? I'm telling you, I am so <laughs> excited to get to spend time with Neil Price in Nashville, Tennessee. I've never been to the Grand Ole Opry. He grew up going to it. He's going to be able to show me things that he could give a tour of Nashville. And I'm taking cameras. I'm taking this camera. I'm taking this little camera. We're going to be covered up with cameras. We're going to film all of it and vlog all of it. Vlog or film or post. I don't know. Whatever. Man, I just can't wait. Uh, Kyle on Twitter says Louisville gave up over 500 yards to Kentucky rushing. Uh, we should be able to run on them. Yeah, if should. I think Kylan Hill's licking his chops. I I really hope Kylan plays. You know, we got word that Cam Dantzler is not going to play in the game. Max says the Delta crud takes a little while to get over. If that's what I have, and I just hope like crazy my family doesn't get it. Bless their hearts. They're just innocent bystanders. Rodney, I am feeling better. Uh, Augie says the one up north is the Lane train. <laughs> Lane Kiffin kissing babies and shaking hands, and somebody told him he needs a burner phone. Did y'all see that? <laughs> that was the best thing I've seen in a long time. That is pure honesty <laughs> right there from an old Miss fan who says, Lane Kiffin, man, welcome to town. Here's my baby. Let's, let's take a picture. Hey, by the way, get yourself a burner phone. <laughs> a, I'm telling you, um, that got me. 
Just a reminder. Lambang. All right. Uh, James, Hale State to you, Beverly. Evening from Olive Branch. Jamie, tuning in in Charleston. Hey to you. John says, has Napier been hired yet? No. Billy Napier is still the head football coach at the University of Louisiana. All right. Hey, timeout. Calling a timeout on the comments and the questions. Hang on. And and uh, Williamson, B. Williamson, 11, I'll come back to your question. I don't have any cough drops in my pocket, which I really need right now. And this ain't the same thing, but I'm going to try it. These were in the drawer. I looked in my drawer where I normally keep the cough drops. And I was out of cough drops, but this was in the drawer. Y'all see that? See that? Those are chocolate-covered. They're upside down. Here. Those are chocolate-covered espresso beans from High Point Roasters in New Albany. And so I'm going to tear this open right now, live on the podcast. I'm going to tear this open. They come in all different flavors of chocolate and sizes. I'm just going to get one of the old plain ones. I think, I mean, these are the things that if you go to Strange Brew and they put one on your cup, if you let it sit there, it melts. That's what that is. Back to your comments. Let's do it. Guy Dossett says, uh, while I would have liked Texas more, I'm sure pleased with Music City after the initial prospects of going back to the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. Again, um, I just think that most state fans are happy that they're in Nashville. Most are. You know, there was a couple of folks that commented who live in Virginia, for instance, that were looking forward to, you know, the bowl game or or the team coming to Charlotte. But uh, Nashville's perfect. Michael says, Lane Kiffin says, hello. What's up, Coach Kiffin? He's um, getting ready to get started, hit the recruiting trail uh, for Ole Miss. Let's see, James, Hale State. Adam, what do you think about Malik Heath, and do you think we keep him from Dan? Adam, uh, I don't know. I, I certainly know who you're talking about, the receiver. I, um, You know, he's what? He's been a commitment for a long time? Yeah. Is something going on? I don't know. I have to... I have to ask other people about the recruiting stuff. I just I don't follow it very closely. I mean, I do once they sign because then now I got something to go on. All right, so uh, let me get over here to Twitter. I told you, uh, B. Williamson. I told you I'd come back to this. You said, "Have you said who you think starts at quarterback in the bowl game?" I think it, as long as Garrett Schrader is healthy, and we know he just he got a little dinged up. Nothing major, just bru- bumps, bruises. You got to heal up throughout the year. But as long as he's healthy, I would assume that he will be the um, starting quarterback. The only way that he wouldn't be, in my mind, is if he's not healthy. So we'll have to see. Uh, Max says the NCAA probably setting up office in Oxford this week. (laughs) They've had enough of that, man. You know, for their sake. I know everybody else wants it, but for their sake, uh, man, I hope they get to, you know, spend a little time being a normal football program without the NCAA stuff hanging over their head. They'll tell you they had their fair share of that stuff. Let's see. Coach Weaver, what's up? Coach Weaver at MRA. It was good to see you down there the other night. Yarber, how important are the bowl practices for young and incoming players? They are big-time important. Um, I, I remember 
you know, as a young player, my first year in school, we didn't go to, well, my first <laughs> three years in school, we didn't go to a bowl. So as a freshman, I didn't get to experience it. But what I remember is my last two years, junior, senior year of college, we were a bowl team and it was neat. We'd have these practices. Sometimes we'd have two a days, but our younger players who had been running scout team and stuff throughout the year got to start running our offense and doing our stuff and scrimmaging against each other. And we'd set out, we older guys, we'd go out there and watch them because you knew it was the future of your team and you had some young stars, you know, some guys you knew were going to be NFL players someday. And watching them compete and start to learn the offense and get more reps, this is a lot of fun. And nowadays you have so many teams that have transfers who come in from junior college. They can go out there and practice. You have high school kids who they graduate high school early. They can go out there and practice with the team for bowl practice. Yeah, they can take snaps. So that's such an advantage just from an acclimation and everything you can think of is good as opposed to they're not doing that on teams that don't go to bowls. Now, I mean, keep in mind, there are 48 bowl games. Okay, and what? You have, you know, some of these teams play so many more games. You talk about practice. I mean, they're playing, some teams playing conference championship games and then an extra playoff game now, a few of them anyway, but you have 48 bowl games. You, I mean, there's so many teams. It's hard to say that one team is going to have an advantage, really, because everybody's doing it now. There's so many bowl games. I mean, you got to be horrible to get left out. <laughs> you really do. Woe Townsend on uh, Facebook. West Point, 5A state champs, a four-peat. Can you believe that? Four state championships in a row for West Point is incredible. Sheila, let's go to Nash Vegas. Derek says, a lot of the talk may be about Lane Kiffin going to Ole Miss, but I think, he says, there should be some attention given to Cohen and them standing behind their decision on Moorhead and giving him his due. There's something to be said about being still while other schools are in flux. Well, sure. No doubt about it. Hello, Jennifer. Hope you all are doing well. Look, I mean, what what do you expect them to do? Ole Miss had to do something. If they had, you know, not made a change, I mean, if they had held on to Matt Luke after a four-win season, that would be, what, three straight losing seasons. Yes, all the built-in excuses, the NCAA stuff, the scholarship limits, the transfers, the lack of support, all that. But still, you'd have three straight losing seasons, you know, lose to the rival in such a way that disgusted a lot of people in their fan base, you know. And we can debate that whole thing of what they were actually disgusted about, but still... It was kind of an embarrassment. And after all that, if they had not done anything, it was definitely going to be the least amount of excitement and ticket sales going into a season next year that they would have ever had. Now, that might be a big statement, but I don't think it is. I think it's accurate. They had to do something. And so they not only do something, they go out and make a really a splash hire, get some national headlines with a guy who is a name that gets people excited about offense. and But so the, the administration there, they did what they had to do. They had to make a change, and they had to do something to inject some life in their fan base and get them to buy some tickets. We don't know how any of these hires work out long term. I've talked about that on the radio a bunch over the last week, that there's been a lot of times guys were hired and nobody 
People laughed at it. People made fun of it. When Hugh Freeze was hired at Ole Miss, people made fun of it. When James Franklin was hired at Vanderbilt, people made fun of it. James Franklin walked up and down Radio Row at SEC Media Days his first year and literally asked radio shows if they wanted to interview him, like trying to get on the radio. And and then you know nobody knew who he was. They thought it was a terrible hire. And a couple of years later, he's one of the top coaches in the country, and Penn State hires him away, and the rest is history. And there have been plenty of others that the hires were hailed as brilliant and no-brainers, and guess what? Didn't work out. I felt that way about Jim McElwain when Florida hired him. He'd coach for Saban. He goes to Colorado State of all places, and every year at Colorado State he won more games than his last year at Colorado State. He won 10 games. They were a 10-game winner. And he goes to Florida, and I'm like, it's a, it's a great hire. He's going to kill it. And now he had him in the SEC championship game a couple of times, but that's because that Eastern division at that time was horrible. And it was like Alabama and everybody else. But, you know, so you can't tell how any of these hires work out long-term. There's so many different factors. And look, in the SEC West, you know, um, the reality for Ole Miss, for Lane Kiffin, or for State with Moorhead, anybody in the West is, you could really do a great job recruiting. You could do a great job coaching and still go out and only win seven or eight games because you play Auburn, Alabama, and LSU every year. How, how you know, think about Ole Miss. How much improvement, how are the, great are they going to have to recruit on the recruiting, recruiting trail right now and next year in order for them to any time in the near future be favored against uh Auburn, LSU, or Alabama. So when we talk about how things work out long-term, it's just that you don't know. You can never tell. But one thing for in their um, eyes, and to their credit, that, that you can definitely measure right now is before they ever take a snap, they're going to sell a bunch of tickets at Ole Miss, and they'll have a big crowd for their spring game too. And so... I used to always just discount this idea of winning a press conference. I was like, why do ADs feel like they have to win a press conference? Nobody, I mean, you care about it now, but it's it doesn't matter once you start playing games. You better just only focus on, you know, X's and O's and wins and losses in the fall. And to heck with all this win the press conference stuff. I think they're in reality, it's something you have to consider at this level. But especially when your situation is, there's nowhere to go but up. Start by winning the press conference. And so you have to credit them. They've done that. And it may work out great. You just don't know long term. Nancy says, make sure I'm not missing anything here. Nancy on Facebook says, my daughter, student athlete, alumna, got an email from the Music City Bowl last week. We are from St. Augustine, Florida. Weird or they knew. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, maybe they did know. Maybe they're just trying to, you know, put out the feelers. Tim, hey from Vicksburg. Hail State from Florence to Sean. Christopher has a prediction. He says Mississippi State 49, Louisville 17. How about that? Sally, hello to you. Um, Any more questions? Yeah. All right. Woe says, did you spread your illness to both? Our basketball teams. Why? Are they sick? Uh, do you have information? Are they sick? I know they lost, <laughs> but are they sick? I, look, if a 
flu. You know, you look at South Alabama right now. They got like a flu epidemic going on. I'm telling you, this stuff that I suffered with for the last week, if you had it, you ain't playing basketball. And so there's no telling what teams and athletes and stuff are going through. But I get what you're saying. I know they lo- they both lost. You know, state men, they were off for, what, 10 get- days, 11 days between games. No wonder they came out sloppy or just a little lethargic. Let's say that. Hail State to Tom in Brookhaven. Jai says, will we be the home team or the visiting team? State will be the home team pretty much, I think, every year. I think the way it works is every year. At the uh, Music City Bowl, the SEC team is the home team. All right, Coach Weaver says Mike Norvell to Florida State. Thoughts on that? I love it. I love that hire. In fact, you know, I mean, there were a lot of people that thought that Ole Miss was going to figure out a way to hire him. You know, defending that stuff with the way they've run it, and I think one of the biggest feathers in his cap is look at how many uh, coordinators he had to replace over the last four years. Like every year he's replacing an offensive and defensive coordinator. He just goes out, hires somebody, year one, boom, they're great. They get hired away, go hire somebody else, year one, boom, they're great. <laughs> it just And the ability to just kind of keep that thing cohesive with so much coaching turnover and then recruiting players from Mississippi that State and Ole Miss didn't sign, and recruiting junior college players that other SEC-type teams didn't sign. I know they're not playing an SEC schedule, but you know for their level of competition, they're just really good. And I, I think um, I just see it as one where, again, you, I, I, I may be wrong on this, but you take whatever the excitement level is right now for Ole Miss fans – for Lane Kiffin, and as crazy as this sounds, multiply it times about two or three, and that's what Florida State fans are right now for Norvell after what they've been through. And listen, man, look, from a recruiting and an evaluation standpoint, if Mike Norvell can go to Memphis and put the kind of team together, team of athletes together that he did, and then put them in the NFL the way he did and score the kind of points – what do you think he's going to do recruiting around Florida State and in the state of Florida and in Georgia? <laughs> I just think, I mean, again, there's no way to know. It could be one of those that it looks fantastic on the front end and we look up three years later and go, boy, were we wrong. It could. There's no way to know long term. I just know on the surface. I look at Mike Norvell, Florida State, and go, Dad, gum, they, they lucked out, you know. And it better work out as much money as they had to pay to get out of their deal, but we'll see. All right. Um, Yeah, Coach Weaver, he kept the tradition going. Fuente started there, no doubt. Anthony on Facebook says, I'm excited too. Me and my wife will be celebrating our 12th anniversary in Nashville going to the game. We are so happy this changed in Nashville. Uh, Anthony, y'all are two of about um, 2,000. 20,000 that are glad it changed. No doubt about it. Max says, Cousin Eddie of Florida is probably not liking that hire. Well, I'll tell you, though, Dan Mullen at Florida, they, they, they're not really too – they ain't too worried about competition. Uh, they're going to be just fine. 
Guy says, no sleep for Wyatt tonight. Why? Yeah, I'm going to bed as soon as I hang up with y'all. John says, Kiffin is a good hire in my opinion. Rough 2020 schedule, but should do good year two and on. He reportedly was Arkansas's first choice. And, hey, would anybody in their right mind take the Arkansas job ahead of an Ole Miss job right now? No. Sally said chocolate is supposed to be good for a cough. Oh, that's good. Oh, I know what you're saying. I'm going to be awake because I ate that espresso bean. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, I'm behind on the comments here. I really got to catch up. There's so many here that uh, I'm going to have to go fast. Uh, Brian said, so will Joe hire a true offensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator in name only? I, I don't know that. I don't know that he will. I mean, I think he is the offensive coordinator, and they're not into the whole title thing just yet. Um, now, you know, if the right person wanted to come and coach with him, maybe they'd just look into it. you make him happy. Coach Weaver said dumpster at Arkansas right now, and it is. All right, Beverly, when will we know about Team Hotel pregame? The la- I don't know, um, probably really soon. I just know that the last time State was in the Music City, they stayed at the Opryland Hotel. I got lost inside that hotel. Y'all don't know how big it is if you've never been there. It's incredible. It is huge. And I was just trying to find a way to get out of there. I was leaving. And what's up, Six Pack on Twitter? And um, I got lost inside the Opryland Hotel. I could not find really even a way out. And I just started desperately looking for a door that went outside. Got outside, had my bags, and then I couldn't believe how far I had to walk to get to my car. I'm kind of hoping we stay there, though, because I would like for my family to be able to go and see you. Uh, all right, Coach Weaver, see you. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Six Pack jumped on Twitter there uh, here on Periscope watching. I mentioned this earlier, but the um, you know the the timeline, the sequence of events was State's going to the Belk Bowl last night. This morning, State's going to the Belk Bowl. Today at noon, State's going to the Belk Bowl. And then during the time that State's women's basketball game tipped off and was going on, as it's leading up to this 3.30 deadline where the SEC is going to release at like 3.30 this, this afternoon who all the bowl matchups are, really within the last hour of all that, stuff just started totally breaking loose. It kind of broke down and, you know, Music City wanted Tennessee because of the Tennessee thing, but then Tennessee didn't really want to do it and, Finally, they let go of that. They start doing some swapping around. Uh, states people jump all over it because they know the fan base would rather go to Nashville. It's much more drivable. It's drivable for the team. Don't have to get on a plane, all this stuff. And they get it all worked out. And I think everybody's happy or happier. For Kentucky and their fan base, I really don't think there's any difference for them, Gator or Belt. They wind up in the Belt. Tennessee's happy they get to go to Florida. State's happy they get to go to Nashville. It worked out a lot better than what it initially was going to be. Um, and that's just kind of the way it uh, worked out. Let's see here. Let me let me scroll, and I'm going to try to start getting caught up. We're getting close here. Jay says on Facebook, Morehead conversation changed quickly after the Egg Bowl win. What happens after a loss to Louisville? I believe a long offseason of a lot of people questioning if he's the right man for the job, he needs a W. That's from Jay in Baltimore. And Jay, yes, if we're talking about fan perception and reaction, there's just no question that the way the year went with all the other stuff that had been going on, that 
State needs to win that game, and they know it. Had John Cohen on the show last week, he emphatically said, he said, this is one thing that Joe and I both agree on. He said, and in our meeting, he brought it up before I could bring it up, and that is this is not a vacation. This bowl trip is not a vacation. It's not somewhere we're going to go have a good time and see some sights and mix in a little football. This is a trip, a business trip that is all about football and going to win a game. They understand how important it would be to be seven and six and not six and seven. Reed is asking about the quarterback versus Louisville, who's going to play. And we talked about that earlier. My take on it is if Schrader's healthy, you play Schrader. Um, if he's healthy and ready to go, that's my thought. We'll see. Fat Andy. Fat Andy on Twitter says, UK rolled Louisville this year. Do you like our chances? I know it's early. and It is early. I haven't even really started studying Louisville. I just saw that. How did, how did Kentucky, with no pass game, <laughs> rush for 500 yards against that Louisville defense? It's really incredible, and I'm going to have to go back and watch it. But I would think it's a matchup that probably does favor Mississippi State. That's just what I think on the surface without really diving into anything, uh, which we'll have a chance to do that later. Whoa, Matt, the way LSU dominated Georgia shows SEC West is still ahead of the East. It is. It is. Let me ask you this. A healthy Tua Tonga-Valoa for Alabama, and they play Georgia, what would the score be? What would the score between Alabama and Georgia be if Alabama had a healthy Tua Tonga-Valoa, tell me what you think about that. Does the bowl game count against a redshirt four deal? Lane, that is a great question. No, I don't think so. Does it? I think they can all play in a bowl game. I think the redshirt four thing is for the regular season, but I need to check into that and make sure that's something I should know and I don't know. Uh, Brad, how much money did Ole Miss pay Kiffin? Well, I don't know, but I think it was somewhere in that $4 million a year range, right? Or at least that's what it was reported. Kyle says it would be 38-21, Bama over Georgia. Maybe about right. Uh, Yarber says uh, chances that Willie Gay and Hill enter the NFL draft. You know, with Gay missing so much time this year, I imagine he comes back. Kylan Hill, I would imagine it's strictly going to be on what his evaluation is. If he gets an evaluation of a surefire no later than the second round you're off the board, then go. Got to. Got to go. If they're wishy-washy on you, you know, if they're like, eh, and you got a bunch of teams that are telling you you should come back, and but some are saying second round, but others are going, you know, we're not sure, or it's, you know, it would be fourth or fifth for us. Then he needs to come back and show that he's a complete player and have another 1,000-yard year and then go be a first or second rounder after your senior year. Um, you know, what you wouldn't want to do is go early and and get taken in the sixth round and get nothing for it. Um, that's just the truth of it. But if you're a definite, without question, you got 32 teams and 21 of them are telling you you're our – you're our number one or number two back, and if you're there in the second round, we're taking you. Then you go. Matt Moorhead just tweeted, got another commitment for 2020. Um, Brandon says, recording a podcast via Facebook is a tremendous idea. 
What up, Brandon Walker? Yo, look, the man bought this TV. This is his. Well, it's mine now, but it was his. And look, he didn't even have it and use it long enough to wear the new off of it. Like the cables that it came with still had crimps in them. <laughs> they weren't even heated up. He used it so little before he you know, went big time and moved to New York. And I really want to go visit him in New York. I've only been there one time, and it was this year. I mean, this time of year, last year. Uh, we took my daughter to New York for a week, and it was great. We saw the Christmas tree, all that stuff. We just loved it. So I've only been once. I want to go and visit Brandon and see what's up up there. But, like, I don't, you know, and then other times I've watched some of his stuff, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to go hang out with him or not. <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> uh, Brandon says, the audio and video quality here is making me jealous. Well, Brandon, I would tell you that uh, I'm for hire when it comes to helping people set up their AV. Maroon Pitbull says, what does a recruiting trail look like, Matt? Listen, I would just tell you, I, I have to leave that up to someone else because I um, don't follow it closely enough to know. I used to. I don't anymore. I, don't have, I just don't have time for it. Don't really care that much. I should. It's very important. Just tell me who they are once they sign, and then we'll go from there. Jay says, Fayetteville is a really nice place, and you don't have a bitter in-state rival to compete with. I'm not convinced the Ole Miss job is really any better. Walmart money can't hurt either. Well, that's true, Jay. And that's the thing, though, is just kind of what you saw on the field, right? Is, you know, it was the Arkansas team that quit on them this year. You you couldn't say that for Ole Miss. They didn't quit. Oh, Brandon Walker in the house. Aren't we honored? Okay, Brandon says the bowl game does count. So if you play in a bowl game, it's one of the four. We'll go with Brandon on that. He ought to know. He ought to know. Brandon in here earning his paycheck. Uh, Lynn, do we play Austin Williams a little more in the bowl game? Well, again, Lynn, I think it's a matchup deal. And it kind of always has been, right, for Austin. It's been a matchup deal. When you've played some of these SEC teams that they've got these slot corners that are, I mean, like safety. You know, it's like a big corner, though. The the athleticism at LSU and others, it, you know, he didn't get free much. And so it'll, it'll depend on the matchup. That's what it is. And I'm not watching film, but I'll, I'll look. Brandon is commenting like crazy here. And see, that's the thing. It's almost 11 p.m. where he is. He said, I should go live right now and give these people something to watch. Well, well, in that case, let me do this first, Brandon. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Landbank. MSLandbank.com. Buying, selling, shopping, farmland, hunting land, recreational property, building a dream home, anything land-related in North Mississippi, including in West Point in Clay County. Go see my man Bart at the Starkville Mississippi Land Bank branch office. You never know. Brandon may have some land there. He would sell you. Isn't that right, Brandon? Let's see. I told him I bought that TV. I know. I I, I was reading your comment. Brandon says New York is closed. Sorry. (laughs) This man is wild. That's what he is. Brandon Walker. 
I'll tell you this right now. West Point, Mississippi, Brandon's hometown, they just won their fourth straight 5A state championship. It is unbelievable, okay, what they've done there. But I will say this. I can go to West Point right now, walk up and down the street, any street, and say, you know Chris Chambliss? They go, oh, yeah, it's the head coach, head football coach. Any street. Go anywhere and say, you know Brandon Walker? They're going to go, Take that screenshot. <laughs> Jay says, oh, let me back up. Elizabeth. Hey, by the way, Elizabeth, uh, it was good to see you and Forrest and the family at the uh, reunion for the 98-99 team at the Egg Bowl. It was great to see you all. I did get your message. And, yes, when we're doing the radio show on here, 12 to 2 each day, we do leave the audio up during the commercial breaks. And if you hear us talking, we understand that. And sometimes I have to let Roger know. I have to remind him, Roger, we're streaming. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, got it. Got your message. So thanks for the heads up. Elizabeth says, Gaylord Opryland is amazing. Do yourself a favor and at least walk around and take in a meal. Jack Daniels is a good restaurant in there. Huge sports bar, restaurant inside. Fuse Sports Bar. Okay. Cool. Jay says, thank you for the recommendation. Jay says, what will the offensive line look like in 2020? That should be one of the factors in Colin Hill's decision. That's from Jay in Baltimore. Yeah, I'm certain it is, but I'll tell you this. They're really, 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 really excited about that freshman tackle, Charles Cross. Played some this year, but redshirting. Really excited about him. And yeah, they, they're going to lose um, kind of their centerpiece in Daryl, but um, I think they have a good core on that offensive front coming back. Or say they lose Tyree, the tackle, also. And yeah, but you know, adding in Charles Cross, I think they'll be okay in terms of personnel and depth. Should be. Tim says, "What about Point City? At least one team we root for has a winning tradition." Chad, Brandon, can we still get twenty percent at Maroon and Company? <laughs> I drove by there the other day. And then uh, Jay says, can you give me one nugget regarding the Diamond Dogs in 2020? I'm looking forward to some Dog Pile podcasts. We're about to kick that up pretty soon, you know, obviously right around the corner. Look, um, I do know this. Out of the top 100 prospects, top 100 college prospects, there's only like a handful of teams. What is it, two or three teams that had three players off their team in the top 100, and State is one of those teams. JT Ginn, um, Jordan uh, Westberg, and Justin Foscue. One, two, three, all three in the top 100 prospects. Tanner Allen was not in that top 100. Um, but in terms of impact on a college team this year, I mean, you know, put him right up there with those guys. But there you go. There's one nugget for you. Uh, so you should get excited about it. All right. I think that'll pretty much wrap it up. Excuse me. You know, when we get to the point where uh, Brandon Walker is in here uh, threatening to go ahead and launch a start a podcast so he'd give my viewers something to watch, it's probably time to hang it up. Because in reality, what I should do is I should, if he wants to do one, I should probably stop and give him a chance to uh, have some people that might want to come over and watch his. Because as long as I'm here, they're not, you know, now he's not going to have much of an audience. 
<laughs> uh, Maroon Pitbull says, please, Lord, let Thompson come back and start next year. Hey, look, play him in a bowl game. The last time you beat Louisville, Keaton Thompson went out there and out-dueled Lamar Jackson, the Lamar Jackson. Y'all remember that, the Gator Bowl. Uh, Anthony mentions Cole Smith, that's right, the son of uh, Brent Smith, who was one of my teammates at State, transfer on the offensive line from LSU. He hears Cole Smith is developing nicely and will take over. Uh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Lynn says, Hail State. And Maddie Light says, Schrader is the future man. I would agree with that. All right, hey, that's it. 45 minutes of podcasting here on a Sunday night. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Really do. Thank you very much. For everybody here and everybody at Mississippi Land Bank. Mississippi Land Bank, mslandbank.com. They understand the lay of the land at Mississippi Land Bank. Do one of these. Yes. Going to Nashville. Driving, not flying. Hanging out with Neil Price. The country music aficionado, live in Nashville, eating food, all that. Can't wait. Boys, we'll see you. See you.